This is Working to Beat. It is Thursday, July 30th, 2020. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us. Along with Mike Kern, who is poolside right now, uh, enjoying a little... Soon soon to be poolside. Soon to be poolside. Uh, enjoying a day uh, with his wife at a friend's house in Jersey. And um, we were supposed to have Matt Breen on. Um, but if you haven't heard uh, today, uh, there was some breaking news, I would say, about eh, 1 o'clock where the Phillies announced that a coach and a clubhouse person have been diagnosed with COVID-19 and perhaps more pressingly, um, Citizens Bank Park is off limits to everybody at this point. Um, Shut down, no more practices, no more activities of any kind until further notice was the terminology used. And so with two days left until the Phillies and the Blue Jays are scheduled to play, in a doubleheader on Saturday, I think it's fair to say that that is under uh, some doubt at this point. And as uh, Mr. Breen had to go do some stuff for his real job, so he will join us next week, um, everything permitting. And, Mike, I guess your initial reaction to this is um, I would doubt we see baseball at Citizens Bank Park this weekend. That's my opinion, but go ahead. So, so where does that leave the Phillies and baseball? That's a good question. Good. Well, yeah, and, and they don't tell you. No, no, and, and there's been no word officially. We should point out there's no word officially from MLB on this at all. No, because they're playing this, like, uh, as it goes. And, and, look, I understand. We all know there was going to be things that were going to happen. We didn't think something might not happen this big, this quick, but we knew. You, you know, and you know it's going to happen with football. Uh, might not happen as much with the NHL and the NBA because they're in the bubble. Bubble. Um, but you know, at what point does, and I've been saying this for weeks, at what point does the risk outweigh the reward? But, you know, I'm sure I, I see people, they ask fans every day, you know, what do you think? Well, you know, I think they should play. I think, well, okay, well, you're not the one playing, you know, you're not the one going out there and maybe getting sick. Um, I mean, do people think what's happening with the Marlins is a joke? Well, I, I mean, no, I know it's the I, I, Marlins, you know, so people are like, well, you know, they, they don't care as much as if it was the Yankees or the Dodgers. I, I get that, but, geez, I mean, at, at what point do we need baseball this badly, and at what point do the owners need baseball this badly? Well, and, and, and well, let's be honest. The owners are doing this for money. Sure. So, I mean. I get, everything that's being done but, in any of these four sports is for the money. Money, absolutely. But I think baseball really just need it's trying to get to the postseason and trying to will its way. And we're seven games into this in some cases, or in the case of the Marlins and the Phillies, three. And you already have a major hiccup. And and I have people on Twitter today go, well, it's a coach and a clubhouse guy. Right. It's not that big. It's not that big. And I'm going... Right. It's not just the fact that it's the coach and the clubhouse guy. It's the fact that the other clubhouse has 18 or 19, and now it's going into another clubhouse. So you now have roughly 21, 22 people who are at Citizens Bank Park this weekend who were who have become infected. And so you can't plan on playing this weekend, in my mind. I, they may. They may if tests come back clean tomorrow, they may plunge, uh, you know, just 
go right along. But I do you think you think the Blue Jays want to play? Well, and that's the other point in this too. The Blue Jays may not want to play, and you know, Jim Salisbury. I was on the. I was. I, I saw the the call yesterday with Matt Clentak. The Phillies sent out the Zoom link, and Jim Salisbury brought this up to Clentak, and it's a great point. Like we're now talking five days that players have not been able really to have access to the ballpark. Can't throw on the side. They were giving them their gloves on Tuesday, I believe. All these days run together. Tuesday, they were giving them their gloves to go work out individually. Okay? Hitters haven't been able to hit. Pitchers haven't really been able to do, like, their side days and everything. And then you're going to drop them back in there Saturday morning and say, go ahead, boys. Play your hard shot sure. for, for 18 innings. Sure, why not? I, I mean, what? why, why Kevin? It's like everything else we've been going through for the last four months in this country and the world. But in this country, I'll limit it to this country. We know that things, it's like, why would you open restaurants? In a perfect world, why would you open restaurants? Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't. But you know that the restaurant owners are going to get hurt. You know that people that work in the restaurants are going to get hurt. So you try. You, you do. Why, why would you open beaches? Why would you open boardwalks? Why would you open schools in another month of course you want it but but you know what i'm saying mike i'm saying there's there's also a orthopedic issue beyond the covid issue now i understand but people don't care about people want sports they've been saying this for months they want their sports they want baseball they want basketball they want whatever they want the nfl in three months they want clemson alabama and and whatever It, it is what it is and like i said and this is why I asked the question months ago or weeks ago, what is the, the point where you don't do it? Or what is the point? And we haven't seen that from anybody. No sport has told you this is the point because they don't want to be locked into that. If baseball had come out at some point and said, hey, 10 players on a team, we can't do it. Well, they'd already be past that with the Marlins. Mm-hmm. So you're going to end up at the end of the year with uneven records, with uneven numbers. And, and we're just a week into this. We don't know what's now. Maybe nothing like this happens the rest of the year. I, I don't know this. Would this? You know, maybe, would baseball be handling this differently if it was the Yankees or the Dodgers? Uh, I don't think so necessarily. Um, I think the public would be handling it differently. Uh, you know, I, I think that that part of it would be different. Yes, that it's easy to dismiss the Marlins as just the Marlins, and you know, the public does. Idiot. I don't yeah. think Major League Baseball necessarily does. But they're showing you, I think, what their true colors are. It's like, okay, we're shutting this one team down. We're shutting the team down that played them. Mm-hmm. We're shutting the stadium down. But the, the rest of it, hey. And, and to be honest with you, I haven't heard any stories where people from other teams have tested positive of you. No. No. It's okay, been – it's. So, but it, yeah, why, why would you shut baseball down for – now, if it was three or four teams, you know – uh, you know, like in, in the NBA when you had the Rudy Gobert thing, then it was like, well, who had they played? You, you know, I mean, baseball just starting off, you basically just had the Marlins and the Phillies, sort of. I mean, I know the Marlins had played Atlanta, I think, on Wednesday. Um, I think baseball is just hoping that they get through this mm-hmm. relatively unscathed and that by next week or the week after, if we haven't had any other issues, we're talking about baseball again. And I think the NFL and college football maybe even is watching this to see how, you know, they deal with it. 
But I think the NFL is its own entity. I think the NFL is, you know, I mean, we talked about this. There's been like 26 players, I think, that have opted out of the NFL right. so far. And even a couple in the Chiefs. I mean, yeah. But until Patrick Mahomes opts out, uh, you know, or until, um, uh, you know, somebody, like until Patrick Mahomes gets, catches the virus or tests positive, people don't, and with baseball, you know, it's the Marlins. You know, what if, like I said, you know, Bryce Harper all of a sudden, you know, like like with the Eagles, we've seen Lane Johnson now. Yeah, and I was going to so, get that. I was going to get to that later. But let me let me backtrack here, okay? Um, let me backtrack here on, on one other thing involving this. You know, we're hearing that the Marlins. Sorry about that. We're hearing that the Marlins um, were in Atlanta and apparently had gone to a strip club. Uh, when which is a no no, it's a big violation of the protocol. You think? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they got the Lou Williams chicken wings, but yeah. but the the sort of protocols mean nothing. Well, and at, what I'm or, saying or at is, least some. at the beginning of the year, you would expect that people would follow the protocols the strictest. You know, like I mean, look if if you're on a road, if you're a first time driver, okay. You're probably going to drive closer to the speed limit than you are when you are five years in. You know, like they're, they're, the passage of time makes you a little more willing. Maybe not to, when you're a 27 year old guy with money. I, I, Kevin, like, why do people not quarantine when they go? Yeah, every time I go between Pennsylvania and Jersey, you see the sign, dial five one one. Who the hell is doing that? Nobody's doing that. You can put up all the signs you want. It's like the mask thing. How are you going to enforce a mask mandate? Even if they put a mask mandate in, you can't. So here's a bunch of players who are stupid enough, aren't thinking enough, whatever enough to do that. And yet, you know, and maybe 95% of the players will do exactly what it's like down in the NBA bubble. You know, I'm sure 95% of the players are going to do what they should do. And there's that little minor percent that might not do what they're supposed to do. And then you're going to have a problem. But it's it's idiocy, but you're talking common sense. Common sense doesn't always prevail in the world we live in, as you see every day when you look at the pictures and read the story. So, you know, it it, it, it surprises me, but it doesn't surprise me. And if I was Derek Jeter, I think I'd get rid of all 17 of those players at some point in my life. I would, I, like, I would walk into a room and say, guys, really? Like, really? This is what you did? But it's too late now, so it doesn't I, really matter. I did find it interesting that one of the stories that came out, and I'm thinking it was from Bob Nightingale, our buddy, um, was that the Yankees, Orioles, and Phillies had all been pra- uh, promised to be paid for 60 games, no matter what happens. Okay, If they can't mm-hmm. make up the other games, baseball is going to p- pay them for all 60. They have not made that decision with the Marlins. They, they are kind of go hold the Marlins feet to the fire on this by hitting him in the in the wallet yeah. and at what point do you look at the Miami Marlins and now you have to even wonder about the Phillies and say see in 2021 like well, the Phillies, yeah, but the Phillies are different Kevin they no. haven't had 17 players no but I'm saying it it, it it if the Phillies don't play though this weekend now you're talking seven games you got to make up and so what they're, 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 so, I, yeah, I've heard Wilbon talk about this on Barney and Rush. So, I think in 81 this happened, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. 
you're going to have an uneven number of games, and you're going to have to go by winning percentage probably. Um, you know, you'll say, well, the Phillies played, you know, 53 games or 54 games, and and this team played 58, and uh, but the Phillies have a better winning percentage, or they don't. I mean, I, I, these are things, these are minor things. And, and in a year where it's so goofy anyway, the minor things take on less importance than if it were a regular 162. I, um, but, yeah, I mean, well, I'll tell you Do you, you shut the Phillies me. down? Or, I mean, do you shut, shut the Marlins down, rather? I, I'll tell you what bothers me. And, and I might not have all the facts, so I'm just talking here. Why was Sunday's game with the Marlins allowed to be played? That's a great question. I mean... I, I, and like I said, I'm not Dr. Fauci. I'm not even Donald Trump. I'm not anybody. Okay, I'm just me. And you're sitting here telling me that, that they had like what at that point four guys, I think it was. Yeah. Four. Okay. And you allow, and you're telling me that Rob Manfred isn't the guy making that decision, or, or the National League president? Well, there is I mean, no National really? League president anymore. What's that? There is no National League president. Everything okay, is under Rob Manfred. Them. Okay, I'm, that's how far behind I am. Uh. Okay, so Rob Manfred is the chief goomba. Of everything, you're telling me somebody from the Marlins doesn't pick up the phone, Derek Jeter, and say, "Hey, we got four players here that are positive. Now, what do we do? Now, no, from, let the Marlins decide if they want to play or not. And I don't even know if the Phillies were aware. Well, uh, that's that. let me let me correct you. Not correct you, but let me. Sure. Baseball was aware. Okay. There were conversations. Right. Apparently, the players were did vote to play from the Marlins. The right. Phillies were aware something was going on. Maybe not to the extent that they it really was, but they were aware something was going on. Right. I don't know if they had a voice in it or not. Quintac uh, kind of dodged that yesterday. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you there's no leadership in this sport. There's That's, no it's, leadership it's in this sport. You can't put. Bryce Harper or D.D. Gregorius, who has a kidney issue, you can't put those guys at risk because of what – that that game should have been called the minute that they found out that four Mar- – even if it was one Marlin. I don't care if it was one Marlin. Tested positive, okay? And they're telling – they're showing you their true colors because what if – let's just say for the sake of argument, D.D. Gregorius had, had tested positive on Monday yeah. or Tuesday. And maybe get sick, okay, because of his issues with his kidneys. What do you say to him at that point? Do you apologize? Do you pay, pay his medical bills? I mean, I mean, I don't understand at what point is. And I've said this, like I said, I sound like a broken record. At what point is playing sports worth the risk? And we're not the ones taking the risk. We're the ones watching the game, enjoying watching the game, betting on the game, doing whatever. We ain't the ones going into a clubhouse and could get infected. But yet we're willing to, to – we're okay with that. You know, and and the, pre, the premise being that, oh, these guys make a lot of money. They're big boys. You know, and, and I guess they could do what Price did and just opt not to play if they didn't want to. But it's, it's, that, that whole situation on Sunday, if, if I was the mayor, Major League Players Association, I'd be filing some massive grievance. But, I, I mean, I don't know what good that does, you know, it, some point it's just um and you're right they're, they're, the leadership is void it's zero and, and that's the thing it's like look i understand that these are unprecedented times and i get that you're not going to have a rule for everything mm-hmm. 
But even the little things, like it's funny, I have MLB Network on here, and there's across the scroll, they're talking about there's a discussion about whether doubleheaders are going to be seven innings like they are in the minor leagues or nine innings. Like, why wasn't that decided before this? Like, again, you could you could win a seven inning game that could get you a wild card spot or a division when if the game had went nine innings, maybe you lose. I mean, you know, yeah. it, I, it, it makes zero sense you that think? that you have you have this many hiccups that you have this many just weird weird because things. nobody knows how to deal with the virus. We don't know how to deal with it. It's a virus that we've never... And when never... you combine that with poor leadership, that's a bad combo. If you're Rob Manfred, okay, I'm going to put mm-hmm. you in Rob Manfred, and, and I don't know what time... I would fire myself, the... but that's a whole different well, story. I don't know what time he found out Sunday. Let's just say 11 in the morning. I'm, I'm just making a time off. Two hours before the game time. What would you have done? You're the commissioner. Would you have said, would you have said hey, the Marlins want to play, so... I would have... Then... I would have done basically, like, my question would be, what would Adam Silver do? And Adam Silver would not have let that game go on Sunday. Well, I just don't think you you did a massive, massive disservice to the Phillies. Yeah. And anybody on the Phillies, because at least the Marlin guys knew what was going on. And the Phillies did, too, before the game started. I mean, I realize that they eventually were told what was going on, but not not too long before the game. Um. What, let's just say for sake of argument, Bryce Harper and 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 Rhea Molto and like three other players or whatever said, we ain't playing. What what would Major League Baseball have done then? Well, it's kind of like what the what the Nationals did with the Marlins and basically said we're not going to play them and we're not going to Miami. But what if we're somebody not. if Bryce Harper's a duck, Rhea Molto, uh, you know, somebody who, who who carries McCutcheon, somebody who carries a little weight, had said, whoa, time out. Like, you know, five minutes before game time. No, I know what you're point. saying. Would they have gotten in trouble? I mean, would they, would like the commissioner said, well, that's not right. You know, you, we're, we're playing. No, that, that whole thing should have been, it should have been a Rudy Gobert situation. So the game's canceled. That's it. We'll explain um, it. We'll explain but, it to you when we have more facts. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It ain't like they were hurting fans. There were no fans. Um, Even if you delayed it for an uh, No. No, no. You know what I mean? Like. That they had it, they started that at 135 like, or 105, whatever time it was supposed to start. Like, nothing happened. Like, again, as you said, there's nobody in the stands. You know, make sure you have everything down, everything right, if you really are going to go ahead and play this game. No, no, you you don't delay it. Delaying does nothing. Dela- delaying two hours does nothing. No, I, I'm you saying delay- it to ha- there was no need to rush the conversation, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, but the conversation wasn't going to change in two hours, Kevin. They were going to play the game. It, it didn't matter. They could have waited until 6 o'clock at night and played a night game. It wasn't going to change anything, okay? They were playing the game. There wasn't going to be discussions that would have led them to not play the game. Uh, they made that clear. Here okay? we go. Here we go. Phillies weekend games against the Blue Jays have now been postponed. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. So so this season that we waited for for, you know, whatever, a, a billion months, and now we got this, and you know, and I'm look. I'm sure the people in Chicago don't care as much because it's a Philadelphia thing and a Miami thing. Just like if this were happening to Chicago, we wouldn't care as much. But it, it's just it's 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 turning into a joke. The problem is it's a sad joke because people are sick, um, you know, and and it's it's not a funny thing. It's not a joke, 
but it's just becoming almost laughable. Like, where do you go from there? Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I, I don't. Um, and they better hope to the heavens, Kevin, that this doesn't happen somewhere else. And it may not. Like I said, this, this may not. But they better hope it doesn't. Because I guarantee you, if a week from now or two weeks from now, we're talking about this, like, let's say with the Houston Astros. I'm just throwing a team out there. Could be anybody. Mm-hmm. The same kind of thing happens. Everybody is going to say, you got to shut it down. Oh, yeah. You, you know, and they don't want to shut it down. No, and, I and, and I get that they're going to try to pl- plug along and go and, and try to get through it. You just can't. There's a point well, you're going to have to say you just can't. Well, and, as I said to you before, let's see what the NBA, and you, you mentioned Silver, the NHL with Batman. They're not going to shut down if one guy tests positive. I'm no. guaranteeing you this. And maybe two guys. Or because But both of those are in much more controlled environments that you literally – Well, no. I don't care. If, if, they, if I'm playing – if I'm the Sixers and I'm playing the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow mm-hmm. and two players on the Bucks test positive, why are we playing that game? Tell me. Please, tell me. And every other team is in the same bubble. It's not like you know everybody else is in the same environment. The Bucs are going to start the restart without two of their players, two good players. Okay? I'm telling you, like, so a week from Who now. Who had it NBA, before they went into the bubble, we should that's point true. out. That's true. But a week from now, if, if Joel Embiid and Simmons, I'm just throwing those names out, they test positive, why would the Sixers play their next scheduled game? And why Mike, would the Mike. team playing them? Yeah. I Look, I understand what you're saying. My argument is you are less likely to have that scenario in a controlled environment. Absolutely. Baseball is not a controlled environment. You cannot. But I'm just asking you if it happens in the controlled environment, which it could. It could. We, 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 you know, to, to a lesser degree, maybe. What is the NBA or the NHL going to do? And I'm telling you that they're not going to do a Rudy Gobert again. I'm, t- I'm telling you. They're not. If it's one, they'll play on. I think it, there why? would have to be an outbreak. But why does one – see, here's, my, here's where I guess I'm losing all this. Why is one not considered whatever? Is two considered whatever? Is three considered whatever? Because nobody tells us. There is a there, – um, yeah, but, I, you know, Mike, I understand them not putting a number on it. I do. I mean – Why? Okay, Why? is it different if it – you hate saying it this way, but if the Lakers have two, okay, and it's Anthony Davis and LeBron James, it's a hell of a lot different than guy 12, 13 and 14 on the bench. But it shouldn't come down to that, Kevin. But That's it does, the, Mike. You know that. Qualifying, no, no, you're qualifying everything, okay? What I'm saying to you is if the Lakers' 10th and 9th and 10th guys – got sick and tested positive, and the next night they're supposed to play the Atlanta Hawks. If I'm the Hawks, I might be a little concerned. You know, I might be sitting there going, okay, let's say two of the guys on the Lakers tested positive. Okay, and then they tested all their other guys, and they were negative, but they could be positive two days You don't now. think there's a number in their minds that they would say? No. I mean, they, Oh, they I think may. there is. I, I don't think there is any doubt there's a number. Well, then they They're just not you. sharing it. Well, but, but that's ridiculous. In, in a world that we're living in right now, where people are afraid and as concerned and as uncomfortable as we're seeing them, I think you have to say something. 
I, I, because they're afraid to box themselves in a corner. That's the problem. So they can keep going, keep going, keep going. And, and you know, it, and it, that doesn't make it right. It, it doesn't. And I'm not saying they should shut the whole league down if one guy tests positive. I don't mean that. But you may not want to play the next game. You know, you may you may want to think about that. You, uh, you may want to – because if one guy in the bubble tests positive, I'm assuming they're going to have to test everybody in the bubble, which right. I think they're doing anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, know, you don't get in the bubble without a daily test now. Yeah. Right. Just hope that the NBA, that nothing happens in the NBA or the NHL. And I guarantee you when football starts – we're we're going to see all kind of this stuff because we're seeing it already. Before we go and to before we go to football, last question on the Phillies: When's the next time we see him? Now that the weekend's been canceled. What what's their games next week? Who are they playing? Monday well, that was supposed to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Were supposed to be the Marlins. Then it was kind of revealed that they would play the Yankees and the Marlins would play the Orioles and. Kind of like you don't this think you don't you're not sure the Marlins are going to be playing anybody. I I think there's a shot that the Marlins don't play again this year. Yeah. So basically, we make up the schedules we go along. That's basically we, what's been going yeah. on. Well, that's fine. I, I mean, look, I, I, it's a joke. I get it. If, if it the is. Phillies are playing the Yankees, maybe they play next week. I, I, would those games be in Yankee Stadium? Uh, half and half. It would well, be they, basically I mean, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, I, in Philly, Wednesday, Thursday in Yankee Stadium. And here's the other part of it. Let's say the Yankees were going to come here, uh, for, and you're the Yankees. You know, are you sure you want to come here? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, they can fumigate it. You know, they're, I'm, I'm sure they're going to do whatever they got to do. But it, it's um, just, a, it's just a, a huge mess, and it's a yeah. But I mean, and remember this though, Kevin. You're now talking 15 games that are lost. We're we're living the mess because it's our city, okay? But I'm sure there's 30 teams in baseball. I'm sure in 26 of these because it affected the Yankees, it affected the Orioles, it affected us, it affected Miami. Those other 26 teams probably right now are just looking at it from afar and saying, okay, you know, we haven't had a problem here yet. That's their problem. Uh, we don't want yeah, to no. I, I think that everybody knows that this, this is a major issue going forward. Uh, they, they know that they are a... They know that there are a number of issues that have to be fixed, and I think that. But you know how this works. Until it impacts you directly, you don't feel it the same way. That's just the way it is. You know, people in the real world. If you haven't been impacted by coronavirus, yeah, are you aware of it, or are you scared of it? Maybe sure, but until you have hits you or a friend or a relative, it's a different ball game. I'm looking to see if there's more of an update, but there's not. So, um, the what was I going to say? We're gonna, yeah, it's definitely going to be next week at the earliest. So, it, there's more reports coming out about this. Phillies um, will just play the Yankees 50 times. It'll be great. Well, you got to feel for the poor Orioles who were supposed to be playing the Marlins. May have been getting off to a good start. And suddenly, here's the Yankees showing up in town to kind of throw up. Oh, look, the Phillies were one and two against the Marlins, so I don't think them playing the Marlins is such a great thing. No. No, but I'm saying if you're the Orioles, you were expecting the Marlins, and instead you end up with the Yankees at your door. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, the Phillies lost to a triple-A team last Sunday. It's all 
<laughs> with, really? With, I mean, with, the Marlins were with fifteen pe- with fifteen people in the dugout who had COVID. Right. <laughs> but I mean, the Marlins are a Triple A team, even when they're the Marlins. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I, 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 all right. So tonight, meanwhile, speaking of restarts, the National Basketball Association will restart this evening. Uh, the Lakers and the Clippers is the marquee game. That's the late game uh, tonight. I think it's the Kings and the Pelicans are the first one. Um, you know, eight games here for the Sixers to get ready for the playoffs, and B didn't play in the final uh, in the final uh, scrimmage, if you will. Um, where do you see them as we as we restart this? Just on a pure basketball level, I have no idea. I, I, I Gavin, I, 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 they haven't played in four months. I, I, I have no idea what. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I know what Ben Simmons is capable of. I know what Joel Embiid is capable of when he's, you know, Joel Embiid, which it doesn't appear that he's all the way there. Um, you know, uh, Shake Milton looks like he's going to be a bigger part of this thing. Um, I don't know. How much I, would you, know. you how much would you bust it in these eight games leading into the playoffs? Or would you well, use them as like an extenu- extension of preseason games? Well, when you when you say bust it, do you mean try to win them? Yes. Yeah, see, I don't think, you know, and we've been over this enough. I mean, I think the Sixers are one of those teams that's more trying to find a rhythm in these eight games, trying to find something that works that because they weren't consistent for the whole year. Um, and now if Joel Embiid is, is still like kind of injured a little bit, that could derail that. But I don't think seeding with the Sixers really makes – I mean, can they get to the third seed? They can't – I mean, I guess yes and no they could, but right. realistically, uh, unlikely. Um, like if you could get to the third seed. And they start, by the way, we should say they start on Sunday – or Saturday, excuse me, against uh, Indiana. Okay, if you can get to the third seed and you're going to draw Indiana as the six, if Indiana turns out to be the six, without Oladipo, okay? And I, I think Indiana's got a pretty nice little team, but without him, not so much. So that would probably be important, and then you would avoid the Bucks If you were to advance, you would probably play Toronto – um, I think that would be a here you go. Deal. Here you go. Ready? You have eight games left, right? And you have your seeding games coming up, or with the seeding games. They're 39 and 26. They're tied with Indiana. They lose the tiebreaker right now with Indiana. So if you win tomorrow, or if you win Saturday, you're in the fifth seed, okay? Miami is 41 and 24. They're the four seed. I would think it's likely they're going to end up with, with Miami. Um but they could also Boston is um, they're four and a half behind Boston, so catching the Celtics yeah, seems out make of four it. and a half games up in eight games. That's going to be pretty hard. Hard, to do. yeah. Um, but like I said, to me, it makes no difference. I mean, if you're the four seed instead of the five, you get the home court advantage, which is you know. Well, I mean, there is no there is, there is no, no home court advantage. now, right? So yeah, that's stupid. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I mean, I, you know, I. I don't think they're in a position where they can try to avoid somebody. I mean, if, if like, in the Sixers don't want to play Miami, let's just say for the sake of argument, so you try to be the sixth seed? I mean, I don't even know if you could succeed in that. I mean, maybe Indiana comes back and loses six of eight or something. I, you, know, I, I, you know, or maybe Indiana gets hot and they become the, the four seed instead of Miami. Um, 
I think the Sixers right now should be more concerned with how they're playing than who their opponent is. I really do. I, I don't, I don't um, you know, and you worry about your opponent when you draw your opponent. I mean, we know Miami will probably be a tough draw mm-hmm. for various reasons. Um, they've beaten the Celtics three out of four this year, so everybody thinks they're going to beat the Celtics. But I still remember that series two years ago where they didn't look too good. Right. And, and they're, different, they're different teams. I mean, they're right. not the same teams. Um, and eventually you're probably going to have to beat Toronto and or Milwaukee unless there's upsets. Here's the, the, the eight seeding games the Sixers have are against Indiana, who's, who's uh, in the playoffs and going to make the playoffs. Uh, then you have uh, San Antonio, who's out. They're one of the teams trying to get in that, that pre-playoff for the West, but probably not going to do it. Washington, who's in like the nine spot right now. Orlando, Portland, Phoenix, and Toronto, and Houston. So Toronto, Houston, and Indiana are the three best teams are going to play in this eight-game stretch. Portland's also on the you know, on one of those cusp of getting in that eight-nine playing game. Yeah, they got a favorable schedule. I yeah. mean, on paper, at least I don't. You know, they've lost to a lot of teams this year that you thought going into the game they were going to win. So. Again, I, I, you know, uh, does Embiid play 15, 20 minutes a game? Does he play 30 minutes a game? Does he, um, does Simmons take well, over the game? The idea, um, but the idea is that I'm, I guess I'm asking is, does seeding really matter, you think, for them? If they end up with Boston or, or Miami, you're not playing for home court. You're, you're, no, I just told you the right. seeding doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It, I mean, I mean, to me, the matchup is more important, but, so Boston would seem to be a more favorable matchup than Miami, but I don't know that to be true. I just, right. I know that they beat Boston three out of four this year, and Miami gives them a little bit of trouble because of the way Spolster coaches, and Jimmy Butler might want to try to beat you. Um, but I don't, you know, I mean, I've seen the Celtics when the Celtics look good, uh, and they got a pretty good coach too. Um, nobody knows how any of these teams are coming back. Wow. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know how the Lakers are coming back. Like, I don't um, even know how the Clippers are coming back. I don't know if Kawhi know. is going to have I, his heart in it. I don't know if, if Paul George is going to, you know, the, lose, if Lou Williams misses playoff games, which he won't, I guess. But no, he won't. No, but, I mean, he, he, you know, with the quarantine and everything, you know, you don't know how that they all fire back in, in the same gear. No, really he's, he's, he's only, he's only going to miss a game or two or whatever. Uh, the danger team in this for me is Toronto because yeah. – if Lowry and Siakam really get firing, like I think a lot of people have under uh, have overlooked them and underestimate what they can do. Well, because they don't have Kawhi. I right. mean, it's, they, they but that wasn't just team. the Kawhi team last year. I think everybody thinks it was just Kawhi. It's not no, but just they Kawhi. Don't, but they don't win without Kawhi. I mean, look, Kawhi was carried them. The other guys played. Kawhi well. made them yeah. better. Absolutely. No, Kawhi carried them. He w- he put them on his shoulders. I, and said, here we go. We're going to win this thing. That's what players like Kawhi do. They don't have that now. But they have a lot of good players, as you just mentioned. And they're still – and they got a good coach. Yeah. And they're a good team. And in this environment, again, we don't know. Like, I don't know what would have happened if the season would have just continued as normal. Um, you, And we'll never know. We'll never be able to find that out. So, uh, that's – you know, that's the question that will never get answered. So – now everybody's coming back. Um, I, I mean, I think, to me, and, and I think, think there's a lot of good teams in the West, 
But to me, LeBron and the Lakers have to be the favorite. Right. Only because I think LeBron is still the best player. He's been rested now for four months. Mm -hmm. They're the only team that probably has two top five players. I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, Anthony Davis probably wants to prove a little something. Now, you know, there's a lot of guys that want to prove something. But LeBron probably sees – he doesn't know how many good chances he's going to get. You know, he's 35 years old. This would seem to be a pretty good chance for LeBron. Well, yeah, and you got to think that it's it's one of those that could be one of the final chances he gets. I do think they're going to hurt without Avery Bradley. Who they're going to what? They're going to hurt without Avery Bradley defensively. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, look, he's not a guy who's going to light up. A, I mean, he's not going to light up a score sheet. I mean, he was averaging 8.6, but he was, defensive-wise, he was huge for them. And allowed, They're going to win or lose because their two best, best players, players play like the two best players. Um, now, they could play great, and the rest of the team could stink, and they could lose. But if LeBron and Anthony Davis are combining for, like, 55 a night or 50 a night, uh, and doing all the other things that they do, you know, they're going to be a tough out. But we knew that. That's why they were the top seed in the West. But there's some other good teams in the West. I mean, Denver's not bad. No. Uh, you know, Houston could get hot. Um, I mean, Houston's been close a couple times in the last three or so years. New Orleans um, is fascinating. If New Orleans gets in, just because, you, you, you know, Zion. Stop. Hold on. Stop. Stop. Zion's Stop. interesting to watch. Stop. Zion's great. Stop. New Orleans ain't ain't knocking off the Lakers in the in the first round. They're not. So. No, probably not. Well, then who? Then then why would? It, yeah. No, but it, all right. You're trying to tell me that New Orleans could do something in the playoffs, and I'm New Orleans you could force going. New Orleans could force a physical toll on the Lakers. I don't think they could well, beat that's them. Perhaps. I mean, you know, Zion's going to do his thing, and 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 if they make it, if they get in, um, but hey, look. Upsets. Look, I'm not saying upsets can't happen because, especially in this environment, I'm sure anything can happen. Um, but I, I would still, I, I, I you know, Dallas is interesting. Against, it's hard to go against LeBron. It just is. Yeah, Dallas is interesting because of Porzingis and and um, and uh, 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 I'm blanking on the other the one. The guard. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the European guy. He's great. He. <laughs> He, he's one, he's one, and I can't think of his name either, but um, he, uh, Christ, I should have by his uh, Doncic. Doncic. I mean, he is one of, I would say right now, he's one of the best five players in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get some MVP votes. <laughs> and I just blanked on his name, and he's one of the five So did I. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know who's going to win the MVP, because the MVP's probably already been decided. I don't think these eight games are going to decide the MVP. Luke is going to get some votes. I mean... Yeah. He's been really good. I mean, they're... Yeah, Giannis will probably win it, I guess. Um, And, and LeBron will probably finish second. So are you taking... You're taking Lakers-Bucks? I, I don't... I mean, look, I, like I said, the Bucks right now are going to start without two 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 players. Um, I also I, wa- I also wonder if there's some guys who... Because you have this eight-game run-up, if you're in a spot in... Like, you know, Milwaukee's guaranteed to be the one. You know, you really don't care as much. I mean, you don't. You're you're trying. You know, you're willing. You're willing to sit back and let and relax and, and let things. Well, we do that at the end of regular seasons. Why would yeah. this be different? 
Yeah. But what's that got to do with what they do in the playoffs? No, I'm just saying, like you're saying about, well, you know, Milwaukee's missing two guys. I would imagine by the time the playoffs start. Oh, yeah, right. But, but yeah, you're absolutely right. But I'm just saying is I don't know, assuming that nobody gets sick or nobody tests positive or nobody gets injured, because I think there might be injuries in this too that you can't foresee. There's always injuries in sports. Um, you could make a case. Like, like if we look at the Sixers, you could make a case for the Sixers getting hot and making a real long run. Or you can make a case for them losing in the first round. And I think almost every team on the board, you could you could make those kind of arguments for or against. Um, you know, um, that's just the way this is. It's and now maybe the favorites will all, will all advance because they're the favorites. But in a normal basketball season, there's always an upset or something, mm-hmm. or maybe not a monumental upset. So. I, Kevin, I wouldn't be surprised by almost anything other than, I mean, in the West, in the West, it looks like the Clippers, Lakers, but there's some other good teams out there. And, um, you know, in the East, I mean, yeah, it looks like somebody's going to have to beat Milwaukee. But like you said, Toronto's pretty good. Um, you know, what if Boston just gets hot? Yeah, what if they just get hot? They're like the, they're like the flavor of the month, though. You know, it, it, it's... I Look, if Jason Tatum goes nuts... And, and a couple of the other guys come to play, um, and they got a coach, you know. Uh, I could say the same thing about Miami. The you know, uh, I, No, I yeah. hear you. The, uh, let, me, let me move this along. Did you get, catch any of the Flyers the other day? Very little. I just read about it. I, you know, one, the way that the NHL has set up this thing in, in Toronto is awesome, and, and in Edmonton. I mean, it, it's... The camera angles are different. The, the the look of the game is sharp. You don't notice the lack of fans. Um, it's a lot better in cardboard cutouts. Let me put it that way. They have big video screens up and all that. But on the on the hockey end of it, I thought the Flyers, given that they have not played in four months, look really good. And obviously, they'll start on Sunday against the Bruins in their round robin before they head into their first round playoff series. Um, I, that that was encouraging. It was encouraging because you want to see them. They're not going to be at the same level they were when the season shut down, but you want to see solid, solid play at least. I, w- I want to see solid play Sunday. I don't. I don't. It, it, well, it is the, it was the you Penguins. Never, you never can read anything out of exhibitions, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Phillies. I don't care. It, it, it's you, exhibition. Yes, did they look out? Did they look good? Sure. So what? In hockey, you look at the goaltending, and you can judge a little bit whether it's. You know, the goaltending is going to be good because they're goaltending. They got a good goaltender and they got a good backup, but their good goaltender's never been through this before. So we don't know. Of course, the of course the the wild card is that it's not really even like a normal playoff setting. You're not going to be in opposing barns. You know, know, with the. I remember seeing Bradford went 10 for 10 in a game against Green Bay, and the whole city I understand. made it like he was, yeah. It's, that, it's exhibition, exhibition anything is exhibition anything. You, you, you can say, I mean, if they'd gotten beat 6-1, to one, would we all sit here and say, oh, my God, they got beat. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much the Pittsburghs were, you know, whatever. Well, yeah, and that's, that is the wild card. Well, we'll find out they're going to play Boston, they're going to play Washington, and they're going to play Tampa. You'll find out soon enough what they got. And and you know, I'll, and, I'll be honest, I you know, I don't want to see Pittsburgh in the first round. 
Um, uh, well, yeah. I mean, who wants to see Pittsburgh? You know, but again, is it the Pittsburgh that, that we've come to, um, you know, recognize as Pittsburgh? Maybe this isn't that Pittsburgh. I, I don't know that. Maybe Boston, you know, we had um, – who do we have on talking hockey? Uh, Jason. Martinez. Jason and he said, you know, Boston's got a lot of older legs. Now, the flip side of that is those older legs haven't played in four months. Um, but, you know, Jason, I, I think the team that, that kind of sticks out is Tampa. Yeah. Because of yeah. what happened last year. But then again, what happened last year may be in their minds. We saw that happen to the Capitals how many times before they finally broke through? Well, I think Boston is the best team of the bunch. Probably. Yeah. Um, Tampa has the most to prove. I think the Flyers are the wild card. The Flyers and the and the Penguins are the two wild cards. Well, I mean, but but you can't forget Washington. I mean, you can't forget Washington. Uh, I know they've played well against Washington this year. So I I get that. But they still you, – And I know has, Braden Holpe's won a cup. Oh, um, well, yeah, but they've lost a lot also. I yeah. Mean, they've, they've, they've only made, if, if I'm correct, Too far. they've only made one Eastern Conference final, and that was the two. year they won. Two, I think. Did they two? Okay, I thought it was one, but you might be Oh, right. no, 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 because they had Pittsburgh on the way. No, no, you're right. It was only right. one. So all those years, of course, a lot of those years they were losing to Pittsburgh. Right. But – Still, so they were almost uh, the de facto East final the way it was set up. And again, it's like the basketball and, and hockey. Let's face it, in a regular year, just a regular year, hockey's the most unpredictable one. So now you're adding this layer of four months off to it. Oh, and you're now, gonna you're gonna see a double digit seed get through in, in this. You're gonna see out of this out of the qualifiers in the first round, you will see a Double digit qualifier get get through. I'm I'm convinced that one of those 10, 11, 12 seeds are gonna get in. Yeah, but I only care if, if it, I don't worry the first round there's gonna be upsets. When I start really paying attention, unless like Boston and Tampa get knocked off or something and it opens a door, but uh I, I don't really start paying attention until you get down to like eight because then that's usually you know, usually those double digit teams at some point don't don't keep going. Now in the NHL, sometimes they do. I mean, we saw Vegas do it a couple years ago, right? I think right. they were the eighth seed. And obviously St. Louis last year, right? Were they the eighth seed? St. No, Louis, they weren't the no St. Louis was the three out of the one division. Okay. Um, but we've seen it. I mean, we've seen right. teams make runs and get to the finals and stuff. Who knows? Yeah, like, yeah. all right, so I don't think Pittsburgh loses to Montreal. The Rangers could beat Carolina. Kevin, don't go through everything. No, no, series. I'm just saying. I'm looking at and so yeah, but, there's a lot of there's a lot of upheaval. There is. Yeah. Well, I mean that's possibility of a lot of upheaval. Last week. I mean, you know, Jason had his opinions and some of them were that the the higher seeded teams were gonna win. Um, you know, he had his teams that he liked and that and I respect his opinion more than mine because mm-hmm. he sees you know, he he knows that a lot better than I do. So um, you know, I I mean look, it would be really nice for Flyer fans, if they could win a series and then, you know, at least get to that second series. Um, I think if they lost in that first series, it'll, it'll leave a little bit of a bad taste in people's yeah, it will. it will. And maybe it shouldn't. You know, maybe that's being a little unfair. But um, I'm telling you, I'm starting to have a weird, weird, weird feeling that because it's this goofy of a year and we're Philadelphia, that one of these teams is going to make some kind of real long run. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I think I the Flyers are. I think the Flyers are the most likely. 
Um, yeah, but I see. I I don't. I, I, it, the six. See, that's the thing. It, it'll be the team that you least suspect, least expect. Right. It always is. We're Philadelphia. Things you know, things don't make sense around here. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, Eagles in seventeen, brother. Well, none of that made sense. That's true. Which leads me to Lane Johnson, obviously being sat down on the COVID list. We got six weeks, seven weeks before anything really takes hold with the Eagles until it matters. I hate saying it that way, but um, it's a sign of what the dan- uh, the the trouble is going to be this year because you don't you know you're going to get thrown. All these coaches are going to get thrown curveballs, all of them, and. I thought that the, you know, I think that the Eagles have to get used to the fact, I think everybody in the NFL is going to have to get used to the fact that what you see on a Thursday may not be true on a Friday, you know? Well, I mean, look, well, you're not telling anybody anything they don't know. There, there's the unknown because now you're playing a sport. Now, look, in basketball, they lean on each other and sweat on each other. Hockey, they do the same thing. Football is 22 guys every play. Not, not all of them are hitting each other, but at least the linemen are. Um yeah, you know, but again, if it's one thing to lose Lane Johnson, they've done that before, and he's going to be back well before. But even during the season, if you if you, it's one thing. If now if you lose three of your linemen in one in one week, that could be a problem. Um, the problem is going to be when Carson Wentz, if Carson Wentz can't play, mm-hmm. or um, you know, a player of that ill. The quarterback usually is going to be the one that if he can't play, it's going to change the most. You know, as far as a betting line goes, as far as, you know, whatever. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes can't play for 10 days or two weeks, yeah, the Chiefs probably aren't as good. Um, you know, if Tom Brady can't play, the, the Bucks probably aren't as good. Most starting quarterbacks in this league, uh, and the Eagles have had the luxury to last for a while of having a good backup. Um, now I don't know. Their backup is a rookie. Who knows? Um, I'm looking to see their – uh, there's no other updates here. Uh, Phillies have added somebody to the roster pool, but that that doesn't mean anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, when, when you talk about the Lane Johnson situation, you're right. I mean, you know, it's a one, it's a one off, or not a one off. It's one player right now, and it's a big hey, impact. They played without him before, right? For testing positive or for having an injury, so you know. Most NFL players miss time at some point. Not all, but most do. Um, only this time they might be missing it for a different reason. Mm-hmm. And then the problem becomes, did you pass it on to a teammate? You, you know, that, that's the, the biggest concern in all this is not that one guy gets it. It's that, is he going to give it to five other guys? Yeah. You know, and they're going to be getting on planes. They're going to be going to their practice facility. They're going to be doing what they do. Um, not in a bubble. Um, so yeah, if there's strip clubs out there, who knows? <laughs> and and the travel issue that that's yeah. the main thing that runs through baseball and football. The yeah. travel issue could be a real, real problem. But the first thing, the first protocol they should have had was no strip clubs. How about that? Just like right, big capital letters. Did you ever get no. the strip club thing? Me personally, no. But I know people that did. So it, I'm not. Uh, you know, a guy told me one time friend of mine, I'll never forget this. We're down there, I think it was Myrtle Beach, and he said, Michael, sex is a participatory sport. 
And I, I laughed. I because I, I, the guys were going to the Not if you're club. at a strip club. Yeah. Well, I said to him, I said, yeah, I go, are you going? He goes, and he made perfect sense. I mean, what happens at a strip club? Nothing. 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 Except you pay about ten bucks for a for a ginger ale or something or a beer, you know, whatever. I mean, hey, look, but yeah, look, we all we've all been there, we've all done it. I've never been the one. Never. Well, you haven't look, I haven't I lived. say you haven't missed anything, but yeah, you might not have missed as much as you thought you missed. No. I mean, it, it's just common sense. It's like at these to, at these points, um, you know. Hey, forget the, forget the strip club. Don't go to a restaurant. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. don't, don't why would you even walk out of your hotel room? I, I mean, seriously. I, I, you know, if, if, because everywhere you go, you're taking some sort of a risk. You know, and, and it's a question and, of whether it's a necessary risk or an unnecessary risk. That is correct. If, if I'm going to guess, if I'm a pro basketball player like Lou Williams, mm-hmm. I could hand somebody a fifty or a hundred and say, "Go get me some wings, please," and wear your mask, and wear your mask, and leave it at my front door, and then you leave, and I'm going to open the door and pull it in. But I'm not Lou Williams, so the yeah, um, yeah. it's just oh my god. It, it's a strange, strange time because honestly, like let me let I'm gonna let you in a little secret, Kevin. Yeah, it's gonna, get, gonna stranger. get stranger. I understand. It's gonna get a lot stranger. You know, your election's gonna get called into, you know, now now, you know, yeah. four months out, you know, while well, the election's gonna be rigged. What do you what do you mean it's gonna be rigged? What 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 does that mean? If you win, is it rigged? You know, and 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 and, and more people are gonna be unemployed without jobs to go back to. Uh if God forbid college and pro football doesn't get played, you know, or something happens in the middle of it. Or I mean, the whole world's going to go, and then maybe college basketball won't start. Which um, I actually you know, wanted to touch on that Notre, for a second. Yeah. Notre Dame is going to win the ACC and get in the playoffs. Um, you know, it's just it, – it's it's we're only beginning to see the strangeness. All right. We really well, are. Since you touched on it, and, you know, it's a topic close to my heart – um, oh, by the way, before you do this, yes, because I only got about ten more minutes. That's I know. I've been watching the clock. Tell me why the umpires in that Houston Dodgers game, what were they thinking? They Please weren't. Tell me this. They weren't. Well, he why? Sh- he should have been tossed. Oh. He should have been tossed out. Raised the ball, got out. <laughs> no, the umpires should be suspended. They shouldn't be allowed to work again this year. You, I understand baseball. Okay, it's a uh, yeah. We're going to throw at you. You cheated in seventeen. We're mad. I get it. I get it. Not at a guy. Eight games is extreme in a sixty game. No, it's schedule. not. In a sixty no, game not. schedule? No, it is. Kevin, you threw a ninety-six mile an hour fastball at a guy's head. What if that had hit him? Okay, you're going to tell me that's just, no, no. You throw at his leg. You throw it. You throw at his back. You throw. No, 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 no. Not over a guy's head. If he doesn't duck, he's dead. He's Gene Carlos Stanton from three years ago. I don't want to hear that. Crap. Okay, I understood what the Dodgers were doing, and he wasn't even on the team three years ago. But okay, I get that. But he should have been tossed immediately out of the game. And if you want to say he should only have been suspended, but he did it like three times. And then for what he did when the guy was going to first base, uh, whatever. You're a big guy. You threw at him. Okay, fine. You know, that was, that was, and that's why people have a tough time understanding baseball. Because, oh, well, you know, it's a 100-year-old thing. That it's an unwritten rule in baseball. Okay. 
that could have killed him. Not hurt him, killed him. In football, they've eliminated or tried to eliminate the plays that can take you out for a long time. Head, knee, whatever. No, no, no. That was totally uncalled for. Throw at his knee, throw inside. I have no problem with that. Not over his head at 96. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Do you disagree with that? I I think that you do have to prorate stuff. I, I Look, I don't, I don't have any fault with a suspension. I do think that you... This commissioner looks like he's bending over backwards for the Houston Astros. And well, obviously, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish, Mike. Let me finish. The idea you're going to give Joe Kelly as if you cut that suspension in half, I think it's more than enough. I think that's fine. Uh, in a 60 game season, I think that's appropriate because basically you're saying if it wasn't a 60 game season, if it was 162, you would have suspended them then for if it counts. 23 games? Okay, no. let's get past the, the length of the suspension. That's all I'm arguing about. That's no, all no, I'm no, ar- no. I, no, no, no. I asked you about the 96-mile-an-hour pitch over a guy's head. You're okay with that because they cheated three years ago to win the World Series. I'm not okay with it, but it doesn't – I'm not, it's happened in the game forever. No, that's wrong. Well, see, that's not a good enough answer, Kevin. I, I'm just it's sorry. Not, I grew up no, around what if, it. What if, that had hit, what if it had hit him? It wasn't that close to hit him, Mike. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I want you to go up and stand at the plate. Mike, it wasn't that close to hit him. Okay, Kevin, you're wrong. If you cannot, I don't care if they've played baseball like this for 150 years. You cannot, it's one thing to hit a guy. It's one thing to plunk him. It's one thing to leave a bruise on his arm or bruise on his back. Send a message. I'm all, that's fine. Do not do something they took the plate, the plate away because Buster Posey got his knee torn up in the tapioca. Okay, that's been in baseball for 100 years. You cannot have a play where if that guy doesn't duck or, or, the, or let's say the pitch, the guy said, I'm, I'm not a real control artist. What if he throws it a foot lower or six inches lower or a foot lower? And it, you cannot let, and he should have been immediately thrown out of the game. Yeah, Alfonso Marquez should have thrown him out of the game. I, I, I'll give you that. Right, I, it, but and 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 so you're saying that they bend over back. They're, they're bending, bending over, over backwards for the Astros. Well, yes. What was, so the umpires weren't told. We no. were told this back in the offseason that they were going to be told not to let people necessarily throw at the Astros. That's what we were told. By right? well, that guy certainly threw at the Astros. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I I I'm sorry. When when somebody's safety comes into play, I don't care what you think of Correa. You might hate him. You might think he's a horse's ass. That's fine. He, he probably is. But you can't do that. You just, you just can't. And then and then sit there and go, oh, you know, and, and, and then pretend. Yeah. No, I, I would have had more respect for him if he was just, yeah, I, yeah, I, I plunked him. I went after him because it's, because of three years ago. Right. Hey. Let well, me, I mean, I, I know he can't say that because. You let, know, me get to, get let me get to the last topic I have. Sure. You mentioned Notre Dame. Uh, joining the ACC, they're going to be able to compete for the ACC title. For one year. For one year. Uh, although today, Jack Swarbrick, the, uh, the uh, athletic director at Notre Dame, told Heather Dinich on ESPN, boy, it's kind of fascinating to see what will happen this year if we're playing for a conference title. And it's a good motivation and all that. 
Uh, they did give their NBC money into the pool for the ACC. Uh, NBC contract is up in 2025. Um, is this the beginning of Notre Dame going full full fledged into the ACC? No, the only way I see Notre Dame going full fledged into the ACC is if the only way they can get into the college football playoff is to be in a conference. And I believe that contract's up around the same time as the NBC so contract, if, if, correct? If, it, if at some point in life there's four major conferences, okay? Mm-hmm. And those four major conference champions are all going to get into the playoffs. And uh, and Notre Dame sees its chances of getting into the playoffs as being much harder somehow, some way. Then, but they're, they're, they can't give up that money, assuming the money's still there in 2025. Well, and and, that, and that's the main question because, as I said, I think the college football playoff TV deal is up at that point, which would be the well, next round where you're considering. Yeah, well, they might tinkering. go to eight teams, but I don't know if you go to eight teams, there's still going to be a way for Notre Dame to get in because they'd be expanding it to eight teams. But if Notre, if there was ever a college football format where, let's say, only four teams were getting in, and it was going to be the four champions. So your conference championships would basically be quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. They, would, they would amount to quarterfinals or semi right. no, quarterfinals. Um, and Notre Dame said, oh, my God, we're screwed because we're an independent. Then I think they would have to rethink, you know, whatever. Um, and, of course, the ACC would also – I mean, the ACC would take them. I mean, what, But you have to sit there and say, if, if Notre Dame in 2025 can still command what Notre Dame commands, and Notre Dame is its own entity. Notre Dame is, is the one school that can do what it does because it's Notre Dame. I just don't see them giving that up because right now they get to play five ACC games. Six, yeah. Um, and they play in there for every other sport. And if the ACC is willing to let them do it, you're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, if you're NBC too, I wonder if you're NBC you think bigger picture because if you – can maybe cut a deal with, with the ACC, where you broadcast the Notre Dame games, and on weeks that Notre Dame doesn't have a game, you have an ACC game in a week or whatever. Maybe that's what gets it done. I mean, I, I think that's possible. Not you if look. you take money out of Notre Dame's pocket. Well, I, I don't know what if Notre Dame makes. But let's, let's say Notre Dame makes I think it's thir- million a year. I think it's $30 million a year. Okay, let's say 30 Why, if you're Notre Dame, would you want to split that? Uh, what's the, what's the impetus? If it's it if it's part of a bigger deal with the rest of the ACC, you may you may split it. Yeah, but the, but what I'm saying is they're already in the ACC for everything they want to be in the ACC for. They play basketball. They play all their other sports. So what is the ACC going to give you that they're not already giving you? It's a, I mean that was the whole problem with the Big Ten. They wanted to join the Big Ten like they've joined the ACC, and the Big Ten said no, 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 no. We want you. They wanted to join for every sport but football, and the Big Ten said, "No, if we're taking you. We're taking you for football." And you know, uh, I don't blame Notre Dame for doing what it does. You know, it, 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 every other school would do it. If Southern Cal could do it, Southern Cal would do it. By the way, Notre Dame's TV revenue from the from NBC, fifteen million dollars. Yeah. Okay. So it's not. I, I actually thought it was more, but I, you know. I'm looking at a story on it this morning. It's uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't have to share anything. No, and not sharing anything is good. That's why Texas, you know, started its own football network. That's why you know Penn State. I think would like to do something like that. I mean, you think of the schools that could do it. Penn State could probably do it. 
maybe like an Ohio State could probably do it or a Michigan. Alabama could probably do it. But there's not many that could really pull it off to the degree that Notre Dame pulls it off because they're, a, they're a, still a national school. You know, they, they still are. Whether you like Notre Dame or don't like Notre Dame, they're, they're, they're Notre Dame. And that's why everybody's jealous of them, that they can have their own network. And, you know, and then when Notre Dame isn't good, oh, right. that Notre Dame's got a network and they're not. Who cares? Nobody, you know, they're going to have loyal followers until the end of time. The ACC <laughs> and ESPN has a deal through 2036 because they also launched the ACC network. Yeah. Deal pays $240 million annually. Uh, and Wait, split, split, split how many ways? 12, 12 ways? 14. 14. Yeah, okay, so that's less than Notre Dame's making. Right, but if you throw Notre Dame in the mix for football, that may drive up the I, revenue otherwise. you gotta, you got to tell me what is going to make Notre Dame give up its independent status because that's that's the whole crux to this. They're an independent. Yeah, I, I know. I think I think what may give it up, there, there's like you said, the, the inability to get in the playoff would be one. Well, uh, they've been in the playoff twice. Once. I mean, no, twice. They, well, they, well, they, well, no, they were in the BCS. BCS. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But the new Home system, the B- they've been in but once. still, they finished second that year in the BCS. It didn't hurt them. If, well, if they anything, were th- No, I think they were third, but okay. they, no, were, they were second. There was only two teams in the play. It was Alabama and them. Oh, oh, I and thought you meant, I thought you meant the year they lost Carol- to Clemson. Right. Um, and then, but I think, well, I also the belief that Notre Dame gets helped by being Notre Dame. I don't see some people think it gets held against them. I don't think so at all. I think Notre Dame get, will get almost every benefit of the doubt. The problem is they can't win a conference championship. Well, and that so does hurt them. It does, but if Notre Dame goes 11 and 1, okay, chances are they're in the playoffs. It would have to be some freak set of circumstances for Notre Dame and 11 and 1 Notre Dame to not be in the playoff. It just would. I don't care how you slice it. If Notre Dame's got one loss, whoever the loss was to, and they would have a couple good wins because they always have you know a couple good teams right. on their schedule, they're getting in unless there's like if, if that's the year where where three big right. time teams go twelve and zero or thirteen and zero. Right. My my final point on this is, I think the one other way Notre Dame could go into this is they could look at the ACC and compare it to your independent schedule. Where you get Wisconsin and 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 Stanford and USC and you know they got Alabama in a couple of years and you got the the six in the ACC already. I, it, they may look at it and go, you know what? If we go to the ACC, we have a, a a softer schedule. The allure of playing, you know, except for the years you play Clemson, obviously, the allure of playing in a conference championship game and maybe a better path into the tournament. That's but all see, I'm I don't saying. think I don't think that's Notre Dame though. Notre Dame, that's not what Notre Dame is about. Notre Dame is about every year playing either at Stanford or at USC, and then the other years, one of, or one of them comes to their place. That's every year. Mm-hmm. They're going to give that up? I mean, I mean, so what do they Yeah, give but up? you're not scheduling like four of them. You're not doing but, Michigan but and Wisconsin and Michigan State. But if State. you play a conference schedule, Notre Dame's purpose in life is not to lighten its schedule, okay, regardless of what some people think. It isn't. So if you're playing, and you're not going to get rid of the USC game. So you're you're not line. getting you're not getting rid of Navy because Navy there's a deep okay, connection so that means there. You one non-conference game. So, so what are you going to do? You're going to so so you'd rather do do that than play Stanford or, or some years play in Alabama, like you said, or, or whatever it is. I think the allure of Notre Dame is that they can do that. 
that they have the wherewithal to to play the five conference or six, whatever they play, five conference games. And it gives them some built-in good games. Like if Florida State's good, that's a good game. Now, Florida State isn't good right now. Well, and that's um, kind of what I'm looking at it, too. The, the, yeah, except but, for but, Clemson, there's not, nothing in the ACC that would scare me. Kevin, it's going – yeah, but that changes. You know, sure. Seven years ago, Clemson wasn't good. I mean, you know, um, it, it's it's Notre Dame controls itself. I just don't see Notre Dame giving up control of itself unless there's a really, 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 really good reason to do it. And if you join a conference and you start finishing third every year, yeah, you're, and you're right. Not making that conference title game, then you know you know you, you can't sell yourself as Notre Dame. You know now now you just sell, and I think in the Big Ten they could do that easier because they'd be playing Wisconsin and Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan and and the Indiana schools. I think there'd be more built in. Um, I mean, the Big Ten just made so much sense, but they were determined not to go. Right. Um, I and because the Big Ten had the Big Ten had kept them shunned years and years ago. That's why well, they didn't go in now. Yeah, but I mean, but Notre Dame has a good thing for Notre Dame. Yeah, they, it works very well for them, and I just don't see them. I'm not saying they would never give it up. Right. But I just don't see it happening. But you know, the landscape changes. I mean, yeah. you know, things change. I think if they go to an eight team playoff. I think that would deter Notre Dame from wanting to join the ACC yeah. because they can get into an 18 playoff. You uh, know, and, and, no, okay, I'm going to let you go because you told me 2:30 and it just struck 2:30. Uh, so. Yeah, well, you, you know me, I whatever. whatever, whatever done. Yep. All um, right, man. Um. So so w- by the time we talk Tuesday, will the Phillies have played baseball? No. Really? Wow. Wow. Uh, so I, Noah, will, Noah will have a lot of rest between starts. Almost two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and Arietta still will have not started. Arietta and Eflin will not start for, yeah. It, see, I'm wondering if you're the Phillies. Like, let's say Noah pitches whatever game they come back. Mike, the fact okay. that they haven't had any practices is the biggest thing to me. Like, but, but, well, What I'm saying is, if Noah and Wheeler pitch the, first, the two games they come back, mm-hmm. do you go with Velasquez again in that third game? No, nah, you would do, do you throw you Arietta. Okay. I, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how baseball handles this because it is a mess right now. Well, you just remember, Kevin, this could be the worst of it. Like they, they, oh, know, it could. It it's could. A mess right, it's a mess right now. Two weeks from now, it might not be a mess. Um, You know, and, and there's still serious questions season. about the com- commissioner's leadership, but that's a whole different there was story. Questions about his leadership before this. But if yeah. the owners are happy with him, it doesn't really matter. No. So, all right. Thank you, Michael. See you on Tuesday. Uh, have a good weekend. Yep. Now. Tuesday we have Glenn Mack now on. So at seven o'clock. Okay. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us. We hope you have a great weekend. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. This is Work of the Beat. Well, you went uptown riding in your limousine with your fine paw.